coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. We are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name's Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm here as always, well, always mostly, um, with Jake Anderson at Jake Anderson FF on Twitter. We are back for our first show after the 2018 season, regular season at least, is wrapped up, and our first show in the year 2019. Um, that should probably sound more dramatic than it. Than it, than it did, but uh, I don't have it in me. I really don't. Um, I'm just missing the podcast game too much, and I don't really know how to deal with finally being back. Um, Jake, on the other hand, is fresh off um, an appearance on the Dynasty Dummies. Jake, how did it go? Um, how have you been? How was Christmas? How was New Year? Just update us on your life for the last month or so. <laughs> it's good to be back, man. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded and yeah christmas was good uh spent some time with the family here in new york and then i just got back from visiting family in minnesota it was unseasonably warm there which is crazy uh so that was enjoyable and then uh yeah the dummies podcast was was a bunch of fun we did a round table with uh the the dummies over there with with kyle and zach and j mike and riley and then ryan mcdowell and i joined to do a rookie redo uh mock draft uh, we did two rounds kind of discussed the players and why we selected them uh so that was a bunch of fun uh always support the dummies zach of course did our our great intro here uh on the crossroads but uh yeah everything is good the new year's here uh, you know, I'm just kind of recovering from the football season. I'm a little bit of a football hangover, and uh, I, I'm not quite ready to get, you know, dive in hard on this rookie class yet, um, which I will be doing soon. But, um, yeah, everything is good, man. How are you doing? How was your Christmas? How are things? Christmas was great. Got a new microphone. If I sound terrible or I sound great, that's that's the only reason why. Um, either way. Let's, you do. Let's I was going to say you do sound more handsome, so... Yeah, that's purely the microphone. Um, yeah, Christmas is fine. We've actually had some great weather here recently as well, so I've been using it to catch up on all the stuff that I should have done, but I was busy playing fantasy football over the last couple of months. And I'm also not ready to jump in with both feet to the rookie class yet. I've been casually just collecting data and running some numbers, but I mean, we don't even really know who's declared yet, and I always hate having to redo everything. Basically, I'm really amped up for the off season, though. I think this is our this is the dynasty's best time of year. I mean, I know we love football and stuff, but dynasty is all about playing through the off season. 
and so I think it's more fun and you'll see more active trades I hope so at least at certain points it's also when draft picks start to pick up value so you can you know get get rid of them things so you can start getting some good players and that's always good too um speaking of which uh for this episode we are not going to dive into rookies like everyone on Twitter seems to be ready to decide who's the one I want right now um, and we're, we're just going to stick with the, the 2018 season. Um, we didn't really know how to talk about, to be honest, at all. So uh, after, you know, muttering about how we uh, didn't know who we wanted to talk about for a while, I put up a very bad poll on Twitter. And the first name that was responded with was uh, Alan Robinson. So we're just going with him. Um, <laughs> truth be told, we both had mentioned him as someone that maybe had underperformed in 2018. 18 um last year i guess we can say now and so he might be an interesting uh, dynasty value to check in on um is that about it have i covered everything i think that was good i think we're up to date i'm, I'm right there with you and uh yeah i think i think alan robinson is definitely an interesting topic of discussion right now so we know who alan robinson is a dominant Wide receiver 8, I think he was, in points per game in 2015. This year, he was drafted as a wide receiver 13. Overall, in August, um, DLF ADP, so Dynasty ADP, collected by Ryan McDowell, um, who was also on the Dynasty Dummies podcast, I think. Uh, just when you check that out, you won't be surprised. Um, uh, this year, even though he was drafted as the wide receiver 13 in August, he finished the year as wide receiver 34. But I think we saw some positive signs towards the end of the year. Um, what's your overall feeling on him uh, on his, and on his uh, return season after his ACL tear um, this year, last year? You know, I, I thought I thought he looked really good, especially coming off the ACL, um, going to a new offense. I think people had you know, relatively low expectations for, you know, coming off of both of those things. Those things aren't easy to do um, in, in this league. So, um, you know, going back, watching some of his tape, I thought he looked really good. I thought he looked healthy. Um, I thought he kind of looked like the Allen Robinson of old. Uh, you know, the only thing is, you know, he didn't get a ton of targets. Uh, do you have his, how many uh, targets he got this season, Handy? Yeah, he had 94 total targets this year, um, which was a little low compared to his 2015 season. I think volume was something of an issue for the team. I mean, they definitely had some bright spots um, throughout the season, especially Mitch Trubisky with his safe rushing floor. But I don't think his, uh, his quarterback performance, uh, Trubisky's quarterback performance, was quite what, we, what we'd what we hope. I think he needs to take another step, really, to um, uh, see some improved receiving work for fantasy uh, on that team in general. Um, in 2015, for example, when Robinson did finish as a wide receiver 8 with, uh, obviously, Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, he had 151 targets. So he's like um, the minimum 26 targets off a typical wide receiver 1 um, raw target share. He did, however, finish with a wide receiver 1 overall target share. Um, if we look at the target share instead of the raw target. So he was a, he was a wide receiver one on the team. He finished with uh, 20% of the team's targets through weeks 1 to 16. Um, over the last three weeks, though, which is the part that really caught my eye, um, looking over his season again, he finished with a, a 27% share of the team's receiving yards. And no matter how you graph it, whether it's whopper, weighted opportunity rating, target share, whatever volume or opportunity stat you want to look at, over the last four, five maybe even six weeks of the season, I think there are bye weeks included in there, his rolling average and his share of the team's offense really shot up. He started off hot in the first two games, and then in the last four or five games, he really picked up steam. 
Um, and that's not just with his opportunity. His efficiency seemed to pick up. He had like a what was it, a hundred and fifty yard game at some point in the last couple of weeks. Memory serves. Yeah, against against Philadelphia, thirteen targets, ten catches, one hundred and forty three yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and I think even now with the playoffs going on, the fact the Bears didn't make um, maybe as much noise, um, and Robinson didn't make as much noise for the season as an as a whole. I think people might underlook the fact that coming back off an ACL tear, he started off with a lot of volume and then was hampered and got uh, the team in general got into this muddled mess of everyone on their average target share and whopper line where no one was really dominant, but Alan Robinson was edging them out on average um, for opportunity. But then again, in the last five weeks, it really switched right back to Robinson. And I think we can apply a lot of that to the team really finding out what it was in 2018, really starting to try and perfect its offensive style, if we can call it, and Mitch Trubisky um, putting it all together with his new uh, co-host of cohort of weapons. And in the last part of the season, I really think Alan Robinson came on strong. I'm not getting that feeling looking over ADP, looking over mock drafts. Even, uh, and it's really early right now, but but even, um, even just in December ADP, like Alan Robinson has been drafted as a 51st player overall, or is he lower? I think he's right around that 50 mark, yeah. And wide receiver 27. So he's being drafted outside the top 24. And so I th- I'm really actually kind of interested in seeing if I can get some uh, trade interest going on him this offseason. Um, you said you really liked the way he was playing, which definitely makes me feel better about that idea. Um are you high on him uh, if he's valued as outside the top 24 wide Yeah, I, I was going through my rankings too, and it's like I, I really like Allen Robinson as a player, and I hadn't updated in the last maybe a couple of weeks, so it's it's been a little bit of a while. It certainly wasn't after that playoff game, and, and the, you know the way he finished the season, which was really encouraging. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely a buy target because you're looking in that range. I don't think you're going to have to pay for more than like a what a mid to late first for this type of player. Um, and you, again, coming off injury, first year with a new system, you got a quarterback that's basically a rookie because his last you know his rookie season really wasn't a season with John Fox there in Chicago. Um, so yeah, I think this is a guy that you definitely can start to target this offseason. Um, you know, you got all the rookies, you know, DJ Moore, Kevin Ridley, Christian Kirk. I think those guys are going to be valued over him. And I'm not so sure that they should be. Um, I think he's just such a well-rounded wide receiver. He doesn't create a ton of um, separation, but he's so good in contested situations and he can sit down in zones. He's a good route runner. Um, you know, he doesn't have deep speed, but he's explosive in and out of his breaks. He tested really well in the combine in those um, burst scores and agility scores. So a guy for his size is 6'3", to almost 220 pounds. That's only 25 uh, years old who has put up a couple monster seasons with Jacksonville. Um, I think it's encouraging. Now, I do think his ceiling is somewhat capped just because there are some other targets in that offense. Um, Trubisky has some growing to do, and that offense under Nagy certainly seems to like to spread the ball around. But, uh, you know, just as we look at it is now, and I'm interested to see what his January ADP is, if he hasn't even fallen just a little bit more, he certainly seems like a guy that would be a nice trade target. And if he's like your wide receiver three on your team, I think you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I've only just started noticing him, actually, because I was going over my ranks um, to update him for January and, you know, the 
recent news that's been coming out about coaching changes and stuff, and I've got this cluster of wide receivers. I can't seem to rank any higher because the ones above are just young and much more valued and for good reason. It's not like I can hot take about them. You know, um, I might not like Mike Evans, but it's hard to put him over Mike Evans, for example. But there's this cluster of Alan Robinson, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett, and Kenny Galladay in my ranks. They're all right next to each other, and I think I'm higher on those players than most people. But I, there's also a ceiling to them in that, like I said, there are 20 wide receivers ahead of them that I can't really fault anyone for drafting over them because they have struggled or they haven't proven it yet um, or their situation is less clear. Um, like Galladay, Robinson's definitely the wide receiver one, which is what I said this offseason. I mean, Anthony Miller, I think, people gives some people pause. And I was high. I thought I was high before everyone thought he, he was going to become the next top 12 wide receiver. Um, but I liked Anthony Miller a lot. And he showed a lot of good things this year, including beating Alan Robinson in terms of fantasy at least in several games but he never came close to out out opportuning <laughs> if i can put it that way um alan robinson alan robinson was clearly the guy even when he was struggling through the middle of the season he was still getting on average more opportunity than everyone else on the team as long as he's as long as he was healthy and on the te- and on the field, he was a wide receiver one. The similar thing for Galladay. Um, obviously, Galladay struggled when um, Golden Tate left, and then he struggled when Marvin Jones left, but he still continuously got a high volume. And those are just positive signs. I mean, efficiency and how you perform on that goes up and down year to year, and there's a lot that goes into it. There's, like you said, the how the quarterback performs, how the rest of the team performs, even right down to matchup, which is a lot harder to do year to year in Dynasty, because those things aren't really predictable so I I really like this cluster of wide receivers but there is a ceiling to them if you know what I mean I don't want to like I would gladly trade a first round pick for any of them but I'm not trading I I don't quite know how to say it there's a ceiling where I where there are so many wide receivers to like even though I'm higher on them I don't want to overpay for a wide receiver I like if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think the same thing's going to happen as happened last season, where people are going to love the running backs this year, and so we're going to overvalue the top 24 running backs instead of overvaluing just the top five running backs. And so I think this is another good year for getting um, players uh, at the wide receiver position in Dynasty. I think they're going to be outside the top 12. They're going to be undervalued because people are going to want those running backs. So what I'm circling around to say is, one, what do you think of Anthony Miller? And two, do you think um, the team or Trubisky can improve if you think that holds a lot of um, sway over Robinson's production? Um, And three, would you be trading him for a first-round pick and a top 24 running back? Uh, Are you that high on Robinson? Not a top 12 guy, but like a Tyree Cohen and a first. Is that going too far for you? All right, so first off, Anthony Miller, I liked him. I liked him uh, as a rookie prospect coming into the season. Uh, you know, older prospect. Uh, you know, he had some ankle issues in that final game, and he had some ankle issues coming out of college, and he had some ankle issues earlier in the season this year. Um, so that's not, not nothing you like to see out of a rookie wide receiver. Um, I think he's a, a solid player. He's probably a guy that I'm a little bit lower on than, than the consensus. Um, he's not a guy that I'm afraid of really, really eating into uh, Allen Robinson's market share. It's more, um, I think, I think it's more Taylor Gabriel. Those two are kind of fighting for the market share, and maybe even uh, Trey Trey Burton, yeah, yeah, Trey Burton, and Shaheen. Uh, I think that all these guys are secondary targets. 
And I could, I think you could argue that you know the guy you just mentioned, Tariq Cohen, is actually maybe even the second best weapon uh, on that offense. And um, as far as Trubisky goes, I, I think people love to give him a hard time. Um, he's a guy that was my quarterback one in the class when he came out, um, and it was it was mostly just because I had some concerns about Patrick Mahomes and. I, I loved Patrick McCombs. I I knew his ceiling was super high, but I had some concerns about his footwork and decision making. Um, but two things happened. He got, I mean, three things happened. He got the city year. He ended up with arguably the best offense in football, and he's coached by Andy Reid, who's a quarterback guru. So everything kind of fell in place for Patrick McCombs to be the Pat, Patrick Mahomes that I saw the potential for him to be. I just saw a downside and a floor that I was a little bit concerned about. Uh, I think I went too far with some of the footwork and fundamentals that I that I saw with Patrick Holmes there. So Trubisky is obviously a guy that I like, that I believe in. Um, you know, I think he's going to grow and he's going to develop and he's he's got to get some more confidence. Uh, we saw him miss some easy throws. We saw him, um, you know, his feet get a little bit happy and he doesn't see the field as clearly as we'd like, but we've got to remember that this guy is a young guy that didn't even get that many starts in North Carolina um, until his final season there. So he's a guy that I believe in. I think he has room to grow. And as for, as for the last part of that question, I think Tariq Cohen in a first is, is completely overdone for Allen Robinson. Now I certainly wouldn't do that. I think Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson head to head are actually relatively close in the same ballpark. So I would not pay a first in Tariq Cohen. Would you do that? Um I'm not I obviously I don't want to. I really like Tariq Cohen, but um I've been one of the things I've just been playing ram with I'm, I'm far from delving into my off-season research. Like I say, I'm kind of taking it easy the first few weeks here. But um one of the things I've started to notice with value uh, looking at it year over year is that a reaction to a heavy running back group and um, top heavy running back group is to overvalue the running backs outside of that group. So a reaction to last year was to draft the top 24 running backs higher, despite the fact that last year that more running backs who were drafted outside the top 24 finished inside the top 24, which is why it felt like such a rich running back year. Now this year we've actually seen a reverse in that wide receivers drafted it Wide receivers and running backs drafted in the top 24 finished in the top 24 at an alarmingly high rate. Like normally we don't get it that right. Um, but this year we actually got it pretty right. There was a lot less value um, in later rounds. Um, but I think that's going to reverse um, course a little bit next year. And so I'm expecting more running backs we currently right now have drafted and set to draft in the top 24 to finish outside of the top 24, if that makes sense. It's not that I don't like them, but that's, I'm definitely interested for trading top 24 running backs for potential top 24 wide receivers, especially a guy like Alan Robinson, who I, uh, I think has top 12 potential. Um, and so it's that type of trade that I'm looking at. So would I do it? If I had to, honestly, if I need a, if I need that potential at wide receiver and I have a top 24 running back to spare, if it's Tyreek Cohen, uh, then maybe. And that's not to take anything away from Cohen. It's just a, it, it's an attempt to gain value based on yearly, year over year trends, um, which, you know, I, I know isn't for everyone, but, you know, 
it's one of the things I try and build in to be slightly different than everyone. If you do the same thing that everyone else does, then you, you're never you're never going to find extra value. I don't. It's generally my assumption. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know it, it's a little no, gobbledygooky. It does. It does make <laughs> sense. And again, you have a tendency to be more even keel and have a more sensible approach about how trades work and how player values work. And I and I have no problem with that. And, and I think. Allen Robinson is a guy that could, you know, at least come close to the return when he was. Well, I I would imagine those were both top five ish receiver seasons in 2015, 2016 in Jacksonville. Um, so I think he has that kind of talent where he could be a wide receiver one. So I think you got a good point. Yeah, exactly. He's he's in a tier with other wide receivers that I that probably don't have that upside that Allen Robinson does. So I kind of like that point. Um, again, maybe Tariq Cohen's just a bad example um, in that kind of running back tier where I think that's just too much. Unless, like you said, unless you need wide receiver help and maybe that first is really late. Because um, right now I actually have um, Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen in the same tier. So it's not it's not something I'm going to give a first for a guy that I have in the same tier as another player. Um, I have Aaron Jones and Phillip Lindsay, Devontae Freeman in that same cluster tier. Um, and that could change, but uh, again, I have no problem with you saying that you know a top twenty-four wide receiver is much safer than a top twenty-four running back. And we see these guys come and go constantly. As much as I love Aaron Jones, as much as I love Philip Lindsay, as much as I love Devontae Freeman, they they do have more risk than uh, Allen Robinson does. So you have that safety of the floor, you have the safety of the production, you have the safety of the length of their careers. Um, and honestly, he might have the same kind of upside as any of those guys. So, um, it might be a smart move. I, I don't think I would pay quite that much. I think you should be able to get Allen Robinson for a, you know, if you're like, if you're like the 108, I think you should, I think you can get Allen Robinson, or at least I think you should be testing that water because I think he is probably worth more like. Because honestly, is he is he any worse than any of these wide receivers in the class? I'm not so sure. Now I wouldn't pay an early early first for Allen Robinson, but um, you know this this gets to the point where where you're meeting um, you know the sexy value of rookie picks and that actual production and a good profile of a player that has shown it in this league and is still young, um, is still developing with a new offense. So. Um, I don't. I don't hate that. I just. I don't think I would do that. I think I would shoot for more. You know, if I can trade, unless I could trade. But the, that's another thing. I think you could trade one of those running backs straight up for Allen Robinson. And this fact, and like I say, I'm trying to set a ceiling value where most of the trades I try and set up the other person is not reasonable, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> especially if they know that I don't want them. Right? Yeah, that's fair. So where, where will I go to? And it doesn't have to be Cohen. Um, the reason I pulled him up is because I think he's great. Um, but I also think he's capped more realistically as a top 24 running back. I don't think he has a very likely top 12 season uh, ceiling. Um, That's completely fair. I mean, James White just did it, and Tyreek Cohen's much more dynamic and probably more skilled in several ways than James White, but like that's, that's like the rarity, right? Um, and that's all I'm saying. And if I'm... And, then if Alan Robinson doesn't become a top 12 guy, I've definitely overpaid. But so you're right again that it's if you need that, if you're really looking for that, that's where you start doing it. Um, 
And that's kind of what I meant about the ceiling, too. Most of my teams don't need wide receiver help. <laughs> and so I can't really go over that with, in the wide receivers, at least. Like, I'm not trading someone I have ranked over him, even though Alan Robinson might have more upside, um, just because I generally don't need wide receiver help. It's just... If I can trade the running backs, I normally do it. <laughs> so um, you're saying go trade Chris Carson for Alan Robinson right now. Oh yeah, go trade Chris Carson for like uh, the, the the fluff they have in their back pocket. Obviously, um, we're gonna have to do an episode on that whole situation. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I could go over a couple of trades I saw on on our deal. Um, I was actually gonna lean that way. I was also gonna say the other part we didn't talk about. It was adding a first. You could add a second to Cohen if if that's definitely I can, that's that's much more palatable for me. It's also a better starting point, you know. If you're going to go into that, I don't think I don't think you. I certainly don't think you need. You might need to get there, but I don't think you need. Oh, to start definitely. There. Yeah. Um, so just go ahead. No, I was just going to say since you mentioned him, I'd, I'd say the most um, impressive surprise, not the player I like the most or I want the most on the team. He's probably bottom of this list, but Taylor Gabriel did a hell of a lot more than I thought he would. I thought Anthony Miller had a shot because Gabriel was the other person on the team, and I thought a lot would go to Cohen. I really didn't think Gabriel had a shot. He's a really good player. And he continually player. competed for that wide receiver two spot and won it a lot. So I, it's not that I'm going for him in Dynasty yeah. or anything. I just wanted to, you know, give a hat tip there. Gabriel had a fantastic season, and the Bears are lucky to have him. And I would not have said that before the season. Mostly, I overlooked him. He's a guy that he's a guy that I picked up everywhere early in the off season, and then dropped way too early, and then I regretted right. it. You know. And, you know, because he's a top 24 wide receiver, the best he was was a spot start for fantasy. Um, but still, you know, you've got to i got to go back and look at Gabriel because he was a lot better than I should have at least considered him a little more. So that's something I want to look at. But, um, yeah, uh, do you have a trade or something you want to take yeah, a look so, at before? Uh, according to DLF Trade Finder, I want to go over a couple of these trades here. And these are all this month, or at least most of them are. Uh, the first one that pops up, which is is basically what we talked about, um, Tevin Coleman for Allen Robinson. Um, I keep expecting Coleman's value to be higher than it is, so I'm going to throw that straight to you. Like, isn't everyone hoping Coleman becomes like the next big thing? <laughs> I think people might be even a little bit of shock with Jarek McKinnon saw his rise. I think that might even hinder Tevin Coleman's uh, progression this off season, and that that might be stuck in the back of people's head just a little bit. Even though McKinnon just got hurt, I mean. But we saw how inflated his value got at one point this offseason. So I think there might be a little bit of that in, in the back of people's heads. I'm thinking exactly the same, which is why I'd say I like that trade for both sides. I'd rather have the Robinson side because I'm more convinced about Robinson than Coleman. Yeah, I'm not a big Tevin Coleman fan, but I do agree that it's probably better to just wait because I, I, would, I would imagine that Tevin Coleman's value is going to go up after free agency. And he might be a guy where you make that move before the NFL draft, um, or or maybe just later in the season. You know, I don't think Allen Robinson's value is necessarily going to go up. You know, we we do have this rookie no. class coming in. I could see a handful of these wide receivers even at least 
two or three of them, depending on situation, draft capital, testing, all that, go ahead of Allen Robinson in ADP. So uh, I don't see Allen Robinson's value going up. I see it probably going down a little bit before the start of next season. And I see Tevin Coleman's value going up. So if I have Tevin Coleman, I'm probably holding, waiting to see what finds out because I think his value only increases here probably, most likely at least. And then Allen Robinson's value goes down. But um, I like that trade. I like Allen Robinson more than Tevin Coleman. But like I said, I think you could probably get some sugar on top there. Um, next trade, or do you want to go? You want to talk about that? No, I was just going to say there's a lot to like about this wide receiver class, and but I'm actually more interested in that tier of wide receivers. So unfortunately, I'm not. I'm worried I'm not going to get any of them again. Sure. Like uh, the next, the next trade here. Um, Allen Robinson. It doesn't say. It's Superflex, which is surprising to me. I don't see Superflex on here. It's 32 teams. I'm guessing it's two copies. Um, Allen Robinson for Sam Darnold and a 2019 second. Wow. Yeah, I'd take Robinson. Yeah, for sure. The next um, trade we have here, uh, and I'm just going to assume that this first 2019 pick is early. Let's just assume that it's early. And the other side of this, so this guy traded one first-round pick. He got Allen Robinson. He got a 2019 first, which I'm assuming is late. And he got a 2019 second, which I'm assuming is late. So basically he moved down in the first round, which has to be the case. And he got uh, Allen Robinson in a second. Yeah, take Allen Robinson there. So all these, I mean, all these trades, obviously the trade finders and everything, um, but, you know, it it does show a nice little synopsis of a player's value, at least how he's being valued in some leagues. And and leagues can be completely different. Um, You know, general managers in these leagues can value players completely different, but it does say something. This this next one um, is a, I, I really don't understand this one. I mean, you're going to be shocked. This is this is going to be a home run for you. Okay. Um, and this was just uh, less than a week ago. Anthony Miller, guy that we just got done talking about, for his teammate, Allen Robinson and Traquan Smith. So this is uh, <laughs> DTC Riley. This right? is Riley. This is, this, this is Riley Bymaster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or J. Mike, um, one of the two. Give give it up, Riley. <laughs> no, Robinson's the one. I don't like Miller. Great, uh, but no, yeah, yeah. It's ins- <laughs> like I say, that's a slam yeah, dunk. That's pretty crazy. Right, right, right. All right. So I got I got two more, and they're and this takes us to the beginning of the year. These are all this year. Um, the next one is Ronald Jones, Marquise Goodwin, Sammy Watkins, and a twenty twenty third. For Allen Robinson, um, yeah, take Robinson. I would too, because basically those are all, you know, second round ish. And Ronald Jones was another guy that didn't go in the first two rounds of that mock that we just did. Uh, like, why would he hold value still at this point? I, <laughs> like, I he don't didn't know. hold much value I mean, to me before. Listen, if you can get him for a third, I don't mind throwing a third at him. Um, but yeah, it just seems like I mean, I like Sammy Watkins too, but in, we've seen the injuries creep up again. Uh, the inconsistencies with the um, production, uh, I like him, but uh, yeah, I'd be taking Allen Robinson there for sure. Uh, the next one is definitely intriguing here. 
and this will be our last one. Anthony Miller and James Conner for Philip Lindsay and Allen Robinson. Um, yeah, Lindsay and Robinson. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think that's definitely closer. I mean, I think we both like James Conner a lot. Um, no, I don't. I think that's a fair deal. Um, I'm kind of stuck there. I, th- I, I think I might be with you. You know, every, like I guess I'm known as the Philip Lindsay guy now. Um, it's also like you were saying earlier about just taking the high note. I mean, Connor should be valued more, but he's not. And um, true. running backs, once they hit a certain height of value, it's never bad to flip That's them, true. if you know That's what I mean. That's true. Those yeah, it really, um, I, I, it's so funny. Every time we do a, uh, an episode, I just want to go trade for that player. And this is definitely... This is this is definitely one of them. You know, you do a deep dive on these guys, and especially I don't. I have no Allen Robinson shares, um, just because right. before the season it was too expensive. Um, it's all about playing that market. Um, something I forgot to mention, Jake, and this is really just random at this point. I, I was looking at his air yards, um, like where he was efficient, um, and he was above average efficiency in racer everywhere on the field except for between fifteen and twenty yards. Um, depth of target which is weird because that's where he got like a third of his volume in that 2014 season Um, I I don't know there's more we can say about Alan Robinson I think it's pretty clear we like him (laughs) where our value is on him and why so is there anything else you would like to uh, fill in like I just did that you forgot to say or anything else you want to tell everyone about no I don't think so just check for that uh that uh, rookie remock uh, that we did with the Dynasty Dummies, I think that's going to drop sometime on Thursday. That was a bunch of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that one. Those guys are always fun. Um, J. Mike actually did, uh, if you didn't hear it, he did like a a 20-minute recap every week um, for the Dynasty Dummies, and they called it the Blitz, and it was one of my favorite things to listen to every week this season. So definitely go check out the Dynasty Dummies feed. Those guys are always fun. Uh, and they have great information to listen to. So can't wait to listen to that episode. Um, Jake, it's been great to be back on with you. Can't tell you how boring and colorless my life has been just with my family and Christmas and New Year's to deal with. It's not just not been measuring up. So uh, thanks for making it back to us. I hope you had fun. I hope everyone listening had fun. I had fun like I always do. And we will see you again hopefully next week, Jake. That's 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 the plan. We will see you again next week at the Crossroads talking about one more player. And check the Dino Crossroads feed to try and help us decide who that should be. And so thanks very much, and we will talk to you again next week. Light up. You're at the Dynasty Crossroads that film and analytics create. Crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. It's the Dynasty Crossroads where film is everything. The Dynasty Crossroads where numbers are the king. There may not be consensus, but we'll give you everything. It's all about playing that market. Let's go.
Like I'm not I'm not messing with that. That's true. That's true. It's meant to be quick hits and I keep ruining your game. That's true. That's true. Does that make sense? I know it's a little gobbledygooky. <laughs> no, it's fine. You have a tendency to... Let me look all that shit up. The other person is not reasonable. That's true. 